Welcome to the Fittest Shite Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Shite, and the goal of this podcast is to make fitness and nutritional concepts practical for clients and listeners. This episode is brought to you by Fittest Shite Coaching. If you're tired of doing the same workouts, not seeing results, or getting overwhelmed on TikTok or Instagram with these nutritional fads, then head over to my website, fitashite.com. Click on the Book Now tab for a free 15-minute discovery call with me. This is where you'll get to talk with me and see what my services are about and if they're right for you. I provide a personalized fitness program with nutritional guidance that's geared towards individual goals. So head over now, click on the best available time for you, and we will talk soon. All right, for today's podcast, we're going to continue our four the the four pillars of fitness is what I called it. And uh, and like I said in the last podcast, we were talking about resistance training. Um, these four are kind of the big big ones. I feel like if you do these four consistently, uh, you're going to live long, prosper, be healthy, and and typically enjoy your health and your fitness. Uh, but for today, we're going to focus on number two on that pillar, and I call it food prep. And the reason I think food prep is 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 on there and not just nutrition in general is because I I find that people who can't at least um, think through what they should eat um, in a strategic way. That's what I mean by food prep. I don't mean necessarily that you have to cook and store and put everything away. That That is what I do. And if you follow me on Instagram, typically on weekends, you'll see that that's something my wife and I love to do. Uh, we have three little kids. Um, and by little, I mean two, four, and seven. And so they're very young. Uh, that require a lot of energy, a lot of time. And so if we want to live healthy, we have to really plan for it. So what I mean by food prep is planning. So if you're a business person or you're constantly on the go or your life is just, uh, you, you, you are from one hotel to the next and you're constantly moving, you can still prep, uh, in the idea of planning or planned food might be a better, uh, description for this. But if you don't, you're going to grab whenever you're hungry. And usually it's not going to be the best, um, best nutritional quality for you. So let's look at a couple of the problems. All right. So I coach, I coach a lot of clients and, uh, nutrition is always a big deal for them. And, uh, it is something we talk about and it's near and dear to my heart because I have found that, um, nutrition has been the key for me to, to change the body. I want to have the body I want. Uh, when I've gotten out of routine, it's the way I've gotten back into routine um, it's, it's really helped my mental health. It's helped my sleep. It's helped my, um, man, my skin. It's helped all kinds of things. Nutrition is, is 80% of health and fitness. It really is. Um, you know, if you're not moving enough, that's a problem. If you're not exercising properly, that's a problem. But if you are doing all the things right, you're moving enough, uh, you're getting enough sleep, and you're working out a lot, but you do not eat well, you're in trouble. Uh, and they're just, you cannot outwork uh, a poor diet. That is a truth that is just continuing to prove itself uh, with so many people who, who fail to come to this realization. But one of the key things I find is that many clients I work with uh, think of it as something, and when I say food prep, um, I am talking about like m- m- making your food. It is the most ideal way that you could. If you can actually make your own food, it's always going to be healthier than if you buy it. But 
they always think of it as something that's consuming. It's not tasty, and it's not even and not even sure what to cook or how much to cook. Um, you know, and you know, if you store it, how long do you store it for? Is it going to be good still? Does it still tasty? Am I going to hate it? Um, is it going to be too costly? And the answer is, um, there are lots of questions there, and there are lots of simple answers that I have found to do this. Um, I'll give you a real quick one on the last part. Uh, you know, is this too expensive? So my wife and I made a, this was back maybe a year and a half ago. We made a, like a bet one month. I did the grocery shopping one week. She did the grocery shopping one week and we tried to see who could get, uh, the best groceries, the most groceries in the shortest amount of time for the best price. So it was like really two things. It was, you had to time yourself and then you had to bring the receipt. And uh, I fed our whole family one week. My wife says that I under I under um, provided on a lot of the foods that she needed, but uh, and I selfishly got enough for uh, what I needed uh, throughout the week. But for the kids, you know, maybe the snacks I went a little stingy on. So to give her credit there, that's probably more accurate. But I did win, and winning is all that matters. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I did it for 165 bucks. I fed my whole family of five. Now they're little, they, they don't eat quite as much as, as grownups or teenagers, uh, by a lot actually. Uh, but still fed five people, including myself. And I eat a lot. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a 3,500 calorie guy. Um, and we did that for, we food prepped the whole week, made it all. It was all healthy. Um, tons of produce, tons of meat, um, and then uh, quality snacks for kids um, for 165 bucks. I think my wife did it pretty consistently around 190. So uh, I don't know what your grocery bills look like. I, I you know, but there is a, this whole myth of or idea of if if you want to eat healthy, you gotta spend a ton of money. It's not true. Um, if you think about actually that for the month, cost effectiveness for like a meal goes down to like I don't know three bucks a meal almost. So it's, you know, it's cheaper than going to McDonald's and much, much healthier. So just throwing that out there. So recently, um, it's actually not recently anymore because I, I, I wrote this blog a long time ago. So I turned all my blogs that I've written uh, for clients into these podcasts now. But uh, let's say about six months ago, I went to a client's house. Uh, They're a married couple. I coach both of them, really enjoy them, great people. Uh, they'll remain nameless just for just for not embarrassing people on a podcast. Uh, went over to their house and had a great time. My wife and I came over just to do some food prep with them, just to show them some of our trip, you know, things that we do that work for us. Uh, we wound up making some breakfast frittatas with kale and bacon in it and a little bit of cheese. Uh, we talked about how much what the macronutrients were in each one, fats and carbs. Uh, we made some fish. Well, we made um, We did some uh, kale and peppers. Um, we cooked up some... Uh, some chicken and we did some uh, sweet potatoes with olive oil and butter. And, um, we did all kinds of things and we try to keep our ingredients down to five ingredients, uh, per meal. Right. Uh, that's always a good rule of thumb. I stole that from Marcus Philly. Um, and that's a, I found that to be a really healthy way to just kind of keep it simple. If it's under five ingredients in the meal, you're usually going to do really well. Um, but, you know, one of the things is that, like, I can't go into everyone's house and show them what we do. And even if we did, it doesn't work for you necessarily, right? That's what we do. That's what works for the shite house. And um, 
and and it was it was a great time. We had a lot of fun, and I think they took some things out of that that were helpful. Um, but really, what you have to do is just this take this takes time. Finding out what food prep is is like trying to figure out um, a good routine when you've never worked out before of what works for you. You just got to do some trial and error. You got to get out there. You got to fail a little bit trying to go forward. And you're going to make a couple meals that just are nasty. You're going to make some meals that are going to be great and you'll keep them in and then you're going to get sick of them. And you're going to say, I don't want to eat that. And that's actually healthy. You want to rotate your meals enough so that your gut gets used to having enough different types of nutrients in it um, so that it doesn't get sick to those from having them too much. And it also gets more of a variety of micronutrients, which is, you know, vitamins and minerals and all, all the things that keep our hormones balanced and, and our, our, our systems all functioning properly. We need a good diet. We can't keep eating the same things over and over again. As a matter of fact, if I were going to evaluate myself, that's probably one of the weakest things I have in my own diet is that I'm such a routine person. Um, and I don't get really sick of the same meals over and over again that I have to constantly rotate, make sure I'm doing that or, um, or my digestion can get really upset. And, um, and that's not good for anybody. So while this is helpful to go in someone's house, while it's helpful to talk about what I do in nutrition, right? We really need to figure out what's best for you. And I would start with, um, number one, collecting data. Okay. So before you even start trying to food prep and figure it all out, you need to figure out how much you need to be eating and how much before that, how much you're actually eating. Okay. So download like a MyFitnessPal or a chronometer um, or any kind of free tracking device online. They're all free. And just track for three days and see how much uh, of the food you're consuming is whole foods. Think about your food hygiene. You know, uh, I had someone do this the other day as a nutrition client and they talked about their breakfast was a Pop Tart. Their lunch was Chick-fil-A, and they hadn't had dinner yet, but it was probably going to be something quick and easy to grab, right? And at that point, you know, I could I could say, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Or I could just say, hey, there, how do you just get better? And that's the mindset you have to have here, right? It's going from uh, worse to better, not bad to good. Um, so all food is good, right? All food is going to give us energy. All food is um, is helpful. Some is more helpful than others. Some are a lot more helpful than others. And if you're looking for certain health goals, more energy, uh, better moods, all those things, and you think that 90% of serotonin, which is your happy hormone, is made in your gut, then you really want to fuel that with the best quality you can get that you can afford. So... You know, I made the comment earlier that you can eat healthy on a on a cheaper budget, and it's true. But if you want to go even healthier, you want to get like more organic and more, um, you know, right from the the farm kind of idea. You you are going to spend more money. You don't have to. You, you know, if you want, you can still have a good gut and health and all those things, and not have to do that. In my opinion, if you can, though, you probably should. Um, not all of us can afford that, and that's. That's understandable. Um, but back on point, get on track. I, I have derailed myself a little bit. Solution one, I would say get data. Track how much food you're eating and look to see what the quality is first. Then look to see what your your macronutrients are, right? So what I mean by that is how is your plate formed? Is it all carbs, starchy foods? Is it all 
fats, like you're eating tons of avocados and cheese and things like that, or is it all protein? Probably isn't. It's probably very low protein. That's 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 very typical. Um, but that matters because your fats, carbs, and proteins, how you make that up, they all have they carry different nutrients, they're different forms of energy, and they all play a very different role in the body. And depending on your goals, you want more of some and less of others. Um, and that's so that will be individualized. And I'll talk more about that in podcasts where I actually go through just fats and I'll do a whole podcast on just carbs and a whole podcast on just proteins. But for right now, just try to see what the percentage is. And if you're hitting roughly around 25-30% on your protein, you're probably going to be doing pretty well on the other things. That's just kind of how the puzzle falls. Um, but typically, I find most people who come back, they're, they're 20 or under on their protein. Um, and then third, so I said, how many, you know, what's the quality? Check the quality of foods on there. Number two, check your macros. And then number three, after you get the data, check how many calories you're consuming. Often, I have found that most people are under eating, right? So most people come in and they've yo-yo dieted most of the time. And when they do that, they are actually, um, they're actually damaging, they're creating more fat cells, okay? And fat cells don't go well away. They shrink, but they don't actually completely go away um, from what I understand uh, and, and the things I've, re I've read and listened to. Uh, you can shrink fat cells, but you can never actually fully get rid of fat cells, um, which is why like when you see someone who's, who's obese, um, who loses a ton of weight, they have a lot of extra extra skin, um, right? Cause there's, there's, that becomes, um, a part of their, their flesh and their body. Um, and, uh, so anyways, I, again, have gotten off a little course here. How many calories are you consuming matters because if you're not eating enough and then you want to up, you know, calorie or, or your, your, um, energy levels, the body will actually slow down its metabolism to survive, right? And this this happens. I've seen this happen a lot in um, in clients who have typically been in health and fitness for a long time, and they're in their they're over forty five and older. Um, and the reason is because they just think caloric deficit, caloric deficit, and essentially they've gone in a diet and never came out of that diet. And everyone who goes in a diet realizes that. And by diet, I mean a caloric deficit. You're not eating less than you're actually burning. Uh, realizes that this is this is unsustainable, and the body is has one real main goal, and that is to survive. And so, while the body is trying to survive, you have this caloric deficit, and the body has to slow all the processes down in that deficit so that the body can continue to survive. And you start trying to get frustrated. You're doing a ton of cardio at the gym and all of a sudden uh, you're not losing weight and you're eating only 1200 calories and you're like, what the heck? I'm a special case. And then you're going and getting blood work done and you're trying to figure out what's wrong with you when really it is that you just, you have a damaged metabolism and that's a strong word, uh, but damaged metabolism can be fixed. I've, I've helped a couple people with that. Um, I, I currently have a client who's in her sixties and she's, she's eating about, 500 more calories a day, maybe 700 more calories a day. And she's lost about 11 pounds of fat. Um, so she's eating more and losing, you know, so it's all about how you, you, you gear that on. Uh, it can become a very mental, um, problem for a lot of people. 
that sounds strong. It can be psych- it can be uh, mentally challenging to wrap your head around the idea that if I eat more, it's actually going to benefit me in, in weight loss, especially if you've made that pattern uh, of of how you've lost weight forever, um, you know, 20, 30 years. So it can be really scary and challenging. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to be sensitive towards that. All right. So number one, get data. Number two, plan. I suggest that you make a grocery list before you go to the store. Um, make 90% of what you put on that list, whole foods. All right. So before you even go get a plan, put 90% on there. Why? Because it'll save you time. If you write it out, uh, it'll, it'll save you money. And number three, it'll save you uh, from the temptation to go to the store not hungry, right? Um, when you go to the grocery store hungry, you make poor decisions. I'm, I'm guilty of that. Uh, my wife has been guilty of that, and I, I don't think we're the only ones. Um, so if the food you bring into your house is healthier, then the probability of you getting healthier nutrients in your body is going to go up exponentially. So really grocery shopping is like one of the keys here. Um you know, it's, 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 it's setting, it's setting the stage for what is most convenient. You know, if you read the book, uh, atomic habits, um, in there, he talks a lot about environment is key to, uh, maintaining good habits. So if you make doing things you don't want to do, like, let's say you won't, you don't want to watch too much TV challenging. So like you, you unplug your TV so that you actually have to plug it back in if you want to do that. So it makes it, it's a little bit more of a barrier to watch it. You're less likely to do it. If you don't want to eat bad foods, don't bring them in your house. It's real simple. Uh, the opposite is also true. If you want to eat better, make it simple. If you want to do good habits, like read more, lay books out in places that are comfortable and easy to access. So that's why people who like to read put a lot of books on their nightstand because it's just, I'm laying in bed, I'm going to grab a book. Before you know it, you're eating more than you thought you would. Same thing with food, right? Instead of putting in the cupboard a ton of easy access, carbohydrate, processed foods, get more fruits. Put the fruits out in a bat, you know, in a um, in a bowl to make it easy to grab and go. Apples and bananas are super easy. Um, They're nature's candy, and so uh, you make it make e- make healthier choices easier by doing that. So in the first first start is just to plan it and get it into your house. Um, the second part would be putting it in places where it's easy to access. Like if you put all the vegetables in the bottom drawer, you don't want to bend over to grab all the vegetables, pick them up and then cook them, right? You you want to put those vegetables out. Matter of fact, usually when we grocery shop, we food prep that day. So it's real easy. I have all my vegetables cooked. I pull them out. I throw them in the pan. I'll throw some of my protein on top, heat it up. Bam. It took me five minutes. I got a good healthy meal. It was better than grabbing the Pop-Tarts. It was better than grabbing all the other crap that I don't buy and bring in my house. Number three, solution three, time. Put a time on your calendar. If you are actually going to cook, like we talked about this earlier in the podcast, you don't have to make this a food prep uh, where you have to cook, but if you do put it on your calendar, like for me, Saturday afternoons from 12 to one thirty, two o'clock, I like to cook, I'll put football on, I'll bring my bike out. I'll listen to some music. I make it fun. I make it enjoyable. Um, that is a real key to this. Do not make it miserable. Make it fun. Do it when it's easy and convenient. Don't do it in a stressful period of time. Don't do it right before you're trying to put the kids to bed or, uh, 
you know, it's really late and you just got done a long day at work. Unless that's the only time, then you just got to toughen up and make that happen. But in reality, one of the best things you could really do for yourself is just put it on a time when you have some leisure time. Listen to a podcast you enjoy. You can listen to this one. Listen to another podcast if you hate this one. <laughs> you know, put some music on. Do what you want, but make it fun. And then the other th- part of I would say is that if you're not a cooker, right, back to p- those people that are on the road, they can't cook, plan out your meals for that week. Like have an idea and commit to it of where you're going to be eating out for lunch if you're a person who eats out for lunch every day. Have a plan where you're going to eat breakfast and gr- on the go. Have a plan for uh, your top five places when you're on the road of where I can stop off to grab some stuff because there's healthier options here, Right. I can go into Wawa's and make some really good healthy options there. Um, you can go into a Wawa's on the road and find um, they got some prepackaged meals. Now, are they as good as home cooked meals? No, but they're really good for on the road and they're affordable. Um, and you can get some good protein, some good vegetables, and and a good starch, um, a rice or potatoes kind of thing. Um, honestly, like in my opinion, I think depending on what your goal is and your diet, like even some of their chicken wraps that are easy to grab and go. There's some vegetables in there, some good protein source. Um, you know, I know that their, um, Buffalo chicken wrap is like 31 grams of protein. So, you know, there's some options. You can always buy bananas there. Um, they have Epic bars there. RX bars are decent. So we're all, remember, we're always looking for worse to better, not bad to good. Um, and, and when you think like that, you'll make better choices. But if you don't have a plan, you're going to eat stuff that just looks good to you or whatever's convenient. And when you do that, you're going to get frustrated and you're not even realizing it. Half of us, the beauty of tracking and why I like to make clients do it is we don't know what we're really consuming or eating. I'm talking about quality and I'm talking about calories. And yes, I said earlier that I think most people undereat, but they undereat and they undereat quality too. So you're undereating quality and you're undereating quantity. And the quality is important because uh, your hormones depend on getting a certain amount of vitamins and minerals. Um, Our bodies react to those things. We don't have as much energy because of that to do our workouts effectively and efficiently. Um, So there's all kinds of problems with that, and that's why this is huge. Uh, But big action steps, I would say, for this is, is get the data, track three days, get a plan, write down the list of whole foods before you even go, um, to shop. Okay. Or before you even enter your week and then get a time, um, where you can sit down and plan out like, Hey, I'm going to eat here this week, or I'm going to bring a bunch, I'm going to go to the grocery store and bring a bunch of these, you know, Sam's club and get some RX bars. So I'm not snacking on crap at the office. I'm going to snack on some better stuff, um, that I brought into the office and I'm going to make it convenient and easy. Um, and that way I'm not tempted to go eat those donuts, blah, 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 brought in or those bagels or whatever else is kind of starchy and carby, um, while I'm sitting all day at the office, if that's the type of person you are. So get a time where you can plan it, uh, get a time where you can, uh, uh, write down your list of things you need to purchase at the store and then track three days just to kind of see where you're at. And if you do those things, you'll you'll be surprised. Um, I think they're great resets, um, weekly resets. And then I think the tracking for most people, you should try to do it every three months uh, to two months uh, just because people get derailed. Holidays come up usually within that time period. 
Um, people get a little off rhythm. They go on vacations, and then they think they come back, and they're right back on kind of like the routine, and they're not. They're a little off. So this is always a great way to kind of get back on track, get to where you want to, and and to really um, to tackle those issues. So I'll go real quick. Like for me, um, I had mentioned earlier, and then again, this is what works for me. It's not necessarily what's going to work for you. Uh, Saturdays or Sundays afternoon, kids are playing, join some music. I love cooking a bunch of vegetables. I love cooking my vegetables first um, because I want to put the most time and effort into those because those need to be yummy because I naturally don't like vegetables, right? I've taught myself over years to enjoy them and now I love them. I, if I don't have enough in them of them in my diet, I can sense it. I feel it. I don't like it. Um, when I do, I feel better in my workouts. My sleep is better. Um, my mood levels are, are, are more, um, even keel, uh, all those kinds of things. There, there's just so much benefit to it. Then right after I'm done that, I put those away and I like to get a variety of different meats, throw them on, uh, the grill, um, and make it happen. Um, so that's kind of what, what works for me. Um, I've really enjoyed that and it's been something that I, I, <clears throat> continue to do week in and week out. It's been a routine of mine probably for three to four years. Um, and I've done a lot of learning, like I said earlier, like I have had to have a growth mindset of I'm just going to get better at it versus the idea that I'm going to be perfect at this within the first couple weeks. Um, and if you don't have that, then you're going to, you know, you're going to miss out on those things. Uh, so just check your mindset when you go into this. This is something that you have to figure out how it works for you. It takes a lot of experimenting, failing, trying, and um, exploring and getting curious about what is going to be best for you. Um, so with that, I hope this is helpful. If you enjoyed this, please share. Go on um, Spotify and please give me a rating, uh, a good one, hopefully. And if you have any questions, love to hear from you. You can DM me um, at fitshite um, on Instagram or Facebook. And again, S-C-H-E-I-D-T. And if you're interested in coaching, also click on the link tree in my Instagram and cook a, a book-free call. And love to hear from you. Thanks. Bye.